an incredible come-from-behind win for the Boston College Eagles over Clemson. We're going to talk all about Brevin Galloway's big shot and what this means for Earl Grant's young tenure at Boston College. All of this and more on today's Locked On Boston College. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. Happy Monday, everyone. Today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Experience the game like never before with Sonos Arc, the premium smart soundbar for TV, movies, music, gaming, and more. Visit Sonos.com to learn more. Now, on Saturday, Boston College had a stunning win against the Clemson Tigers. And what was so stunning about this was the manner in which they did it. Boston College was behind 23 points. They came out of the gate looking like absolute garbage, and they turned it all around to win this game. Boston College, you know, this was a game that really is going to define the young tenure excuse me, of Earl Grant because it showed the gut and grittiness that he talks about every single week. You know, Earl Grant, he wants to build a team that's resilient, a team that fights and claws and fights. This is exactly that example of that game. So let's talk a little bit about what happened. I'm not going to get into every play-by-play, but basically, Clemson starts out 9-0. Immediately, like, going, you you get that PTSD feeling of the Jim Christian years where you're like, oh, gosh, this is going to be it. They're going to get blown out of the stadium. They're looking bad, and it just keeps building up. Halfway through the first half, they're down 30 by uh, 33, like, 12 or something like that. And, you know, and they build it up to 23 points. Credit to the Eagles. They start clawing back. And they they got some big shots, of course, by Brevin Galloway uh, by the end of the first half. And it's down to eight points. They're starting to look a little bit like they're in this game. The second half comes. They start to chip away even more. Makai Ashton Langford had a bonkers second half. 17 points in the second half alone. He, he played out of his mind. But it was Galloway in the end who had that big three-pointer with 29 seconds left that put the icing on the cake. TJ Bickerstaff, he had the game-tying um, layup. Then Makai Ashton-Langford hit a free throw. And credit <laughs> credit to Clemson, uh, their, their forward David Collins, who missed one free throw. He's a 50% free throw shooter for Boston College fans that get nightmares watching BC shooters. Imagine a 50% free throw shooter on your squad. He misses one, and then he tries to do the old throw it off the back of the glass to get the ball back, but it's a lane violation against Clemson. Boston College holds on. So that shot by Brevin Galloway, he I love that after the game, he has been all over social media, you know, retweeting, tweeting. And you know why this game was so special to him? He's a South Carolina guy. He said he grew up right down the street from Clemson. He played at College of Charlestown in South Carolina. He met Earl Grant at Clemson, at Clemson camp when he was 10 years old. This was a big deal. Earlier this week, he even said uh, that all the players that got um, their allotment of tickets, they all went to Brevin Galloway's family and friends. For him to hit that shot was such a big deal. And the best part was what he said online afterwards, this wasn't even a planned shot. They had a set play, but Clemson failed to cover him. And he said, you know, screw it. I'm going to hit this shot. And he nailed it. He didn't even hesitate. Now, Galloway, 
you know, if you're a Boston College fan, you've got to love the way he plays because, you know, he, he, it's the gritty, not pretty way because he's definitely not the most polished player, but man, is he fun to watch. He really puts everything out there every week. I have to say, you know, he's only been back for what, like three or four weeks. Uh, he's been, you know, trying to get himself back into game shape. He said that, you know, he came back at like 70%. Reminds me of Jakovic a little bit, right? But he's back now. He's trying to get into things. His style, you know, I was back at Boston College during the Dudley and Marshall days. He would have fit in so well with that group. Like, he's got that style, like, where, you know, he's a leader. He's a big voice out there. I mean, he, he held back uh, Earl Grant at one point from getting a technical foul. That was that was interesting. Um, but, you know, he's that kind of guy. He's that guy that is a glue player that does all the little things, but then he'll hit that three-pointer when you need it most. He makes that shot, and that is what makes him such a great player to watch. And it's a, it's a bummer that, that Boston College is only going to get him for one year, but enjoy it while he's here because I don't think this is going to be the last time that Boston College is going to have a big shot from Brevin Galloway. You know, it, it, there was so much to take out of this game. You know, that shot came when... Uh, you know, Clemson, if you look at the, the, I think it was Barstool BC put it up, the chart of the game probability, it was like right around 100% around that, right before that shot, that Clemson was going to win that game. And then all of a sudden it just cratered and go right down, right down to BC. So it was a humongous moment for Boston College. And, you know, you don't have to have huge expectations for this season. You don't have to think, okay, Boston College, you know, we're, anything less than the tournament is going to be a disappointment. I've said all year long that you want to see signs of life, that you want to see improvement from this team, and that is exactly what we saw yesterday. For the last two weeks, Earl Grant said it after the game, you know, there have been all these close moments, but they haven't been able to finish out a game. They haven't been able to make those plays or do their scheme and their system the way that they want to for a full 60 minutes. They haven't been able to do that. So now they do it. They win against a team that I, I put it up in our preview post on bcbulletin.com. They had a five a 7.2% chance of winning against, and they beat them. Now, that is, that is a program-changing win. That is a win that you can build and sell to recruits, that you can get the fan base into, that you can sell, 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 and that's exactly what Boston College needs right now. They need Earl Grant and that, that aura, that culture that he's building, because if you watched after that game, it was a big deal for everyone because it was a big deal for Grant. He has Clemson roots. He used to coach under Brad Brownell. He, it, it means quite a bit for Anthony Goins. If you've seen the video on BC uh, men's basketball, he was near tears. He not near tears. He was in tears after the game. He was an assistant with Clemson up until last year. So you have three guys that have Clemson roots, that have roots to South Carolina, that go down there and they win. They do it in, in dramatic style, and they get Boston College fans back into the system. They get them back into it. So hopefully after this, you know, you know, with the surge hopefully going down in terms of COVID stuff, maybe fans will get back into it. Hopefully the students start fall showing up. Hopefully the fans start showing up. And I'm not expecting like a huge, like, you know, like next home game. I'm not expecting them to have like a sellout crowd, but like maybe get more in. And then you get more in. You got to take baby steps. You can't just jump before you can you can walk. So, it you know, this was a fun game. In, in a weekend, I'm a Patriots fan. I watched the Patriots get smoked after this. The, did, and with hockey and women's basketball, all have kind of disappointing losses. This was the crowning moment for Boston College sports. And honestly, 
probably the biggest BC moment so far of the season. I mean, for for this uh, this 2022 year, this was a big time deal for Boston College. Next, they get Louisville, who on paper you're like, oh gosh, they're playing really well, but. The, Chris Mack, their head coach, just said after yesterday's loss to um, Pittsburgh that, sorry, Saturday's loss to Pittsburgh, that this team is lost. He literally said that we're lost. So this is a perfect chance for Boston College to snipe them, to get a second straight ACC win. I mean, you're ha- you're like, you know, halfway through the season, whatever. You already have three ACC wins in a season where you weren't expected to win any. Boston College went into the season not expected to win any ACC games. They already have two. They could have three by the end of next week. That is progress that is showing you that you have the right coach that is installing the right system. And yes, he's not perfect. I'm not saying Earl Grant is perfect. He's still making mistakes out there, and you want it, you call it when you see it. But you have to be happy where things are right now. And you can see the progress and know that next year when he starts to bring in his own guys, this team could be a lot of fun. Now, in a moment, I'm going to give you some updates on the Frank Signetti news that we talked about last week, and we'll get into even more of the news from the weekend. But before we do that, I want to tell you about my friends over at Built Bar. It's the New Year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar because it's 100% covered in chocolate. It tastes delicious. It's not waxy or, or gross or gritty like some of those other protein bars. It tastes good. It's something you're going to want to eat. It's something I have every single day around 2.30 that gives me the energy and protein that I need to make it through my busy workday. Now, why I like the Built Bar, there are so many different flavors. They have all the original OG flavors that you might want to try. Things like mint brownie, salted caramel, cookies and creams, raspberry, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond. You name it, they have it. And the best part, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. That's going to give you the energy you need. And if you head over to Built.com, they have special limited time flavors, and some of these are incredible. But I don't want to tell you which they are right now, so you have to head over to Built.com and check those out. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. This is Locked On Boston College, AJ Black here. Thank you all for listening. We just kind of recapped Boston College winning against uh, Clemson in a basketball game uh, held on Saturday night. It was a big win for the Eagles. Congratulations to everyone involved. I know they were all out at getting uh, milkshakes and and it sounded like fried chicken sandwiches after the game. So congratulations to all of them. Uh, That was a big win and hopefully they'll move on from that. Uh, Over the weekend as well, we're still waiting for complete... um, uh, the official news that Frank Signetti has moved on to Pitt. Uh, we've heard from Pete Thamel, who again knows everything, and he usually knows it because he's been fed to it by uh, the school. Uh, Pete Thamel, who is now part of ESPN.com. Um, he had said that, but we haven't heard Signetti. Signetti did change his his background on his Twitter handle. It used to be the Boston College sign. Now it's just his family. So I think it's coming. And again, if Thamel reports it, it's definitely happening. So, what, ha- what? Where does Boston College go from here? Where do I think? We had Mitch Wolf come on, and I kind of gave you a little bit of my predictions. Uh, but I want to talk about some of the names I think are legitimately being tossed around. Now, I said all along, I think Boston College is going to go with the safer pick. I think there was a reason that they've had Rod Chudzinski on their squad, uh, you know, just as a special advisor to Halfley, but, you know... He is the perfect person to just bring in to fill that role, and you don't you can just have him come in 
and basically fill that role. You move Joe. You have Joe Daly teach uh, wide receivers or quarterbacks, and he's a quarterback coach too. Um, and then you have and you can give him a little bit of an uh, you know an increase in bump and pay. And then you have Savon Huggins and Richie Gunnell. Uh, at running backs. So Hoggins would be an assistant, but that would be that case. Or do you go with Joe Daly? Joe Daly is an offensive coordinator. He did it at New Mexico. He did it at Liberty. He has that pedigree. He is an up-and-comer in the coaching ranks. He's someone I've heard buzz about in terms of other coach, uh, other coaching openings taking him. Uh, he, you know, he he was from St. Peter's Prep in um, New Jersey. He's part of a legendary family of coaches. You don't want to lose him. So if this, if Halfley is thinking like, hey, you know, I I like what Daly's doing. I don't want to lose him. He might pick him. I honestly, if I was a betting man, just like what Mitch said, I didn't get a chance to tell you my thoughts. I would put my money on Chizinski or, or Daly at this point. There's also the possibility. So that's one way of looking at it. Or, you know, the names that, that Mitch Wolf brought up and go back in the archives. You can listen to Friday's episode where he lists Quite a few. I mean, Mitch has quite a list. Or you go to bcbulletin.com. We have it all up there, too. Um, he, you know, Mitch talks a lot about guys outside the system. Like, if you brought in Brian Hartline from Ohio State, right? First of all, that would be as big of a hire. Honestly, in my opinion, that would be as big of a hire for Boston College as Halfley as, as head coach. Because you're getting... Hartline is one of the top positional coaches in the country. He's one of the most high-rising co- – I mean, he's going to be a head coach before you know it. So you bring him in. Not only you bring him in, you now you could also start to groom him as – you know, if, if Halfley really is successful, bringing Hartline in as, a, as the next head coach wouldn't be a bad idea either. So you have some options here, but I just – I don't know. I get the sense from Halfley – being at his press conferences, listening to his him talk for two years now, um, asking him questions, getting his thoughts on things, you know, he views the transfer portal as a way to not develop his roster, first of all, right? Like, he doesn't want, like, the transfer portal to hinder the development of his players. Part of me thinks strongly that he has that same thought about his coaching staff, Right? Like, you get guys that start off, like, you know, just like a quarterback that's a third stringer, you want to develop them up to the starter. Same thing with the positional coach, right? You want to develop them and give them the tools to become offensive coordinator and then a head coach somewhere else. I feel like he wants to do that because it's a family. It's it's the system that he's creating. So I could be completely off. I mean, we haven't had a coaching change yet. This is just based off of the things that Jeff has said at ha- at, at uh, press conferences and in the, in the comments he's made. I just feel like he's going to stick with in-house and, and support the guys that have been there for two years with him and give them the chance to make a name for themselves, to, to make, take that next step in the coaching ranks. Because if he's truly about family, he would go with a guy that he knows and trusts, Joe Daly, Rodzinski. If he doesn't think those guys are the case, that could be something completely, or they're not ready. That could be something completely different. But what does that say about Daly or Chizinski? Both guys that have had extensive uh, experience at offensive coordinator. I just think this is where he's going to go. I think it just makes sense based off of the things that he said. Um, we'll have to wait and see though, because you know, he could go with something completely out of left field and really shock all of us, but we'll have to wait and see what Pete Thamel says, because I'm sure Pete will get it before everyone else does. In our final segment, I'm going to talk about the women's basketball game this weekend. We'll talk about hockey struggles, and Al Washington is off to a new school. 
But before we do that, Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Head on over to Bet Online, where the game starts. This is Locked On Boston College, AJ Black. Let's chat about uh, the weekend news. Uh, there was a lot of games and other things that you want to know about that happened this weekend. First of all, let's talk women's basketball. A team that's been playing really well. They won three straight ACC games. Well, they ran into number two, number three, Louisville, who had won 14 straight games heading into this matchup. And Boston College had been blown out by them. They lost by, I think, 30 to 40 points the last time they played. Credit to the Eagles. They hung in this game. They lost by 10 points. But they... they, they held their own against a very, very good Louisville team. You know, in women's basketball, there are the halves, there's usually like five teams in the entire country that are just buzzsaws that are just hard to get through, and there's the other teams. Louisville's in that class. You know, it's Louisville, NC State, Baylor, UConn, those those are usually your guys, maybe Stanford some years. This year, it's Louisville. They, and they got their 15th straight win against BC. But the fact that Boston College only lost by 10 points, they had to lead after first period, uh, first quarter, says a lot about this team. I think they're still in very good shape. Uh, the, the big moment in this game was a um, technical foul called on Boston College's bench as they stormed the, field after a bi- uh, stormed the court after a big shot. Um, eh, can't let that kind of stuff happen. But in the end, I mean, they lost by 10, so it really wasn't that big. But it was one of those momentum things where UCon- uh, sorry, UConn, Lu- Louisville was able to build on a big lead and kind of you know, pad their 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 lead against the Eagles. But solid output for the Eagles in this game. What was not a solid weekend was men's hockey, who dropped two games to UNH in a home-and-home. Home. They lost on Friday night, and uh, it was a close game. They ended up losing by two on an empty netter at the very end of the game. BC had their chances to win this one. They're playing... Uh, shorthanded in these games because they're missing a bunch of guys that are out for the Olympics. So that's being said, you got to give them some credit for not playing with a full roster. That being said, they got blown out on Saturday night against UNH again. UNH is not a good team, and it's not good for your postseason resume when you lose two whole two games against the bottom of the Hockey East. I, you know, BC's got to figure some stuff out because losing three in a row now, they lost to UConn, they lost two to UNH, three teams that you should have won, that's six points you just left off the board. Hockey East regular season title seems like a, a, a not not a chance anymore. We're talking now, will this team even make postseason tournament? Will they make the uh, NCAAs? That's, that's wishful dreaming. I mean, they're going to be heading into the Beanpot in a couple weeks. That's going to be tough. I don't see them winning the hockey. So I don't see this team doing much of anything, but they need their guys back because um, missing guys like Jack McBain, Mark McLaughlin, those guys coming up, the, the, they're the heart and soul of this offense, and they look lost out there. So a tough couple games, and you know it's going to be a tough, tough couple of weeks without these guys out there for BC. And finally, let's talk about Al Washington, former Boston College defensive lineman. He was a running backs coach, special teams coach for BC. Headed off to Ohio State and Michigan. Uh, it was just released last week by the Ohio State Buckeyes. I said along he would not have a hard time finding a job, and he found it in like less than a week uh, because he was just hired on Sunday by Notre Dame. 
Notre Dame uh, had a defensive line coach open uh, by, as Mike Elson, their former defensive line coach, joined Jim Harbaugh with the Michigan Wolverines. They It made a lot of sense because Marcus Freeman, the new head coach at Notre Dame, worked with Al Washington at Cincinnati. They know each other well. Apparently, he was his number one choice. And so Al Washington's going to be playing uh, coaching for the Fighting Irish when Boston College faces them next November. So it's kind of a bummer for you Boston College fans that are, you know, big fans of Al Washington that now that he's wearing uh he's he, he'll be in the gold uh come this week. Uh come, sorry, sorry, come next season. And finally, there's a bit of recruiting news as two quick things. Um it, there is some buzz that there's going to be a new commitment uh, coming for the class, I'm gonna. Th- I think it's the class of 2024. Check out Maroon and Gold forums. I can. I, I have some premium information there on who I believe it is, um, based off of some knowledge I have. But bad recruiting news: Andrew Rapalia, a tight end from Milton Academy, has committed to Michigan. Now, this was one of the big ones for Massachusetts. He was a four-star tight end. Uh, he had been visiting Boston College. He had them in their top groups. Uh, Michigan just put the pressure, and he ended up at Michigan. Boston College already has a trio of commitments from Massachusetts. Two of them are four stars. But this is a big class from that uh, from the Bay State that Boston College is going to really want to hit on. Rapelia is a miss, but there's a lot of other guys that they can look at. Samuel uh, uh, Ukanlola. There is Ronan Hannafin. There's a bunch that are coming up. So we'll have to wait and see who they go after. Thank you all for listening on tomorrow's show. We'll jump into more talk about all the things going on in Boston College sports. You're going to want to check that out. We'll start previewing basketball for this season, this week and talk about everything in between. If you have not done so already, please follow us on YouTube. Just look up Locked On Boston College. Hit that subscribe button. If you do, I appreciate every one of you that's done that. Even if you don't use YouTube, it's a metric that they use uh, to measure like, hey, how often is is you know, locked on BC going to be fought, found when people look it up. So if you want to help and you say you're not a premium member, this is the easiest way to do it. Just go on to YouTube, hit that subscribe button. It'll help me a ton in monetizing my program. So thank you all for listening. We'll see you all again soon. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at AJ Black underscore BC or check out the podcast at locked on BC. We'll see you all again soon. Take care, everyone.